Before we start this episode of the Salmon Trout Steel Letter Podcast, I want to let you know about a little opportunity. If you have been listening to this podcast and you have any questions, something you'd like to hear about, a suggestion, a complaint, or a testimonial, whatever it may be, anything about the podcast from our listeners, we want to hear from you. And then if your question, idea, or what have you is read on the next podcast, then you will receive a free one-year renewal or boost or a uh, or a brand new subscription whatever it may be send it in to customer service at amatobooks.com c-u-s-t-o-m-e-r customer service s-e-r-v-i-c-e at a-m-a-t-o b-o-o-k-s dot com amatobooks.com send them in if we choose you we're going to add one year of Salmon Trout Steelheader to your subscription or start a whole new one. Without further ado, here we go. Hello, everybody. I'm here on the Salmon Trout Steelheader podcast with Justin Wolf from Angler West TV. And a lot of you guys probably have already seen and enjoyed Justin's show. But Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit about how long it's been running and uh, where it, it's where people can view it. Yeah, okay, well, thanks for coming in and, and seeing me, Lucas, appreciate it. And, you know, the show's been on since 2003. Um, it aired the, the week after my daughter Emmeline was born, so that's how I remember that all the time. But Cool. Uh, so I'm working on number 475, I think, now will be the next episode. Wow, so, that's incredible. You know, on 500. and I thought, you know, now that I think about it, I thought I'd seen them all, but I don't know if I have. <laughs> I'm not even sure I've seen them all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I, all of a sudden we'll remember about one that I did that I hadn't thought about for years and years and years. And there's a lot of really cool stuff I did early on, like real early that hardly anybody's ever seen because it wasn't on a, you know, big networks or anything at that time, just yeah. local stations down in Northern California and and so I, one of these days, it's a technical issue now. I, I started running the classic episodes on NBC Sports, yeah, but yeah. that's only going back 10, 12 years. I can go back another five or six years. And, uh, but getting those shows off the old tapes and onto more modern technology that I can deliver <laughs> is a challenge. For sure. So, um, what, what kind of format are they on? Well, uh, the first shows I ever produced were on beta tape mm-hmm. you know yep. still in those days and then went to uh mini dvd mini dvd on tape oh, yeah and so the first probably 200 episodes are on actual tape for sure yeah so that's one of the things about it is people obviously see you you know introduce the show and everything and people are used to that but there's so much more going into the making of those episodes so, although i'm sure you love it and have a lot of fun what what kind of what kind of work are people not seeing behind the scenes? <laughs> yeah, people, oh, I, I get that all the time. You know, people say, "Oh, I wish I had your lifestyle." Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'm like, man. And while you're sitting there at three right. o'clock in the morning <laughs> editing something, yeah, you know, waiting it, on a commercial for me, and uh, yeah, you know, and the the camera work and the editing and all of that is something that I actually enjoyed and was doing a little bit before. And if you don't, you know, for how I produce the show, if you don't like to do camera work and the editing <laughs> that's the last thing you want to do is mm-hmm. fishing show you know the actual filming of the episodes is probably the easy part I suppose mm-hmm. uh, yeah but 
yeah, I, I've always had a, a thing for cameras and, and being a videographer. You know, I always wanted to be a videographer, and so it's, it it allows me to do something I really enjoy. And then, not that I don't enjoy the fishing part, but you know, I caught a lot of fish before I started filming the show. Yeah, and it's that's not the main thing. So yeah, people ask me, well, how, how do you go there and, and and go all these cool places and not go fishing? You know, like like that. Yeah. Well, I do go fishing. You don't. It is a reality show. I mean, the show is more real than any of the reality shows you see on yeah, TV. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at times, yeah, I, I do fish sometimes mm-hmm. to, just to try to catch more fish in the show. Or if I'm traveling somewhere, I'll build in a day or two to where I just get to go fishing. But, yeah. you know, fishing's not, there's more to life than, than just fishing, believe it or not. Well, yeah. And I, um, you know, like you said, you know, I haven't caught fish before. I'm sure probably. A special part of the enjoyment of fishing now is being able to capture it and then share it with other people. Oh, sure. I, yeah, I, I mean, there's been on so long now that I actually have multi-generations of people watching. And I've had, or real early on, I've only been filming maybe three years or so. Somebody called me up, I lived in Orville, I remember. He said, I just want to thank you for the show because it's the only time during the week when my whole family's together in the same room. That's so cool. <laughs> you know? And I, yeah, I get a, a lot of that kind of stuff. You know, I think the show's different enough from your typical fishing show that other other people besides the typical people that want to watch a fishing show yeah. will uh, will watch it. And and for a lot of, I get it all the time from guys who are just disabled or have whatever issue going on where they can't get out and go fishing themselves. It's kind of how they go fishing. Totally, oh, um, for sure. And. You know, just from my perspective, it's funny you mentioned the multi-generational thing. Um, my dad and I watched it and enjoy it and obviously still do. And then, you know, I'm I'm sure my kids have watched it with me. You know, they, they're they always watching my fish and stuff yeah, with me. And it's yeah, pretty and, special. And fishing has become more popular lately, you know, mm-hmm. so a lot more kids are starting to be have an interest in fishing and, and being able to you know access it because back when I first started the the bass fishing thing was such a big deal in fact I had a bass fishing show for a long time true bass oh really yeah and that was a, it was a pretty decent show in California but the thing about bass fishing back then anyway it was so centered around the the guy with the fancy boat and the fancy yeah. shirts and it just wasn't accessible to your your kid yeah that yeah. just wants to go fishing you know you don't just don't have access to a boat like that and all that equipment and everything so other types of fishing um, have allowed more people to have access to it and, and start to learn about it. Totally. So that's what we're seeing these days. I get people in the shop here every day that have never fished before or used to fish and want to get back into it or just want to learn some really basic setups. For sure. There's, um, you know, within the, of course, throughout the last two years, everyone getting outside. A, a huge yeah. uptick in new anglers. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. it's it's. Pretty and so they're looking. They're looking to learn, and you know that was always, I think, one of the reasons that we watched um, so many Angler West shows over the years is that you learn. Uh, there are certain episodes that it's like, okay, I got to go back and watch that one because mm-hmm. what he said there was really important, but I forgot what he said about the leader length or whatever. Yeah, the the, the whole you know when I started the show. I didn't. I didn't know I was starting a show when I started in a, in a weird sort of way. I had a, a radio show, Angler West Radio. So for a long time it was Angler West Radio, and really? Angler West TV. That's why I've always it's always been Angler West TV. Yeah. 
just because in my mind that's what it was because there was radio. It was two different things. And yeah. It started off as a just a kind of a fishing report on radio, and then now that was in so that, that was, was in, in California. That was in yeah, right in California. Reading, buddy, okay. Mike Quinn down there who had a little radio station. What like, fisheries were you reporting on? Well, Sacramento River and Shasta Lake mainly. Yeah, you know, just because yeah. you know I have a lot of guys who were really good fishermen. Some old boys down there from the Cottonwood Bass Team and in the Redding area. I belong to that, you know, and, and uh, those guys were great and they were real supportive and, and they, they helped me a lot, you know, just giving me that opportunity to get out with them and, and, and let, they let, you know, these are really good fishermen. And, uh, but these guys were good and they, they were open to sharing and that generated huge interest in the show because this well, was a long bet. time before YouTube. And so these are live fishing reports. It was kind of almost, and it was immediate. You know, I, yeah. I had to. I didn't have any other choice. I wasn't because I, I didn't know I was doing it when I started. Kind of, yeah. How it started. So, so when did you officially, I guess, start in media? Because of course, I'm thinking Angler West TV. But going back, you had the radio show. I mean, the, when did the you? The very start? first few episodes, actually, the title was the Northern California Lake and River Report. Yeah. It was a fishing report, that's all yeah. it was. Cool. And then I started doing it on video. There was a guy that I was fishing a lot on the river who owned a little TV station. Oh, okay. And he goes, I want an outdoor show. Did you did you build any sort of, I guess, kind of videography skills or, or equipment before you got into any of this? Or was it kind of well, as I, you got I'd into always, it, you learned? I had some interest in, in still photography, and I, mm -hmm. I still do. That's yeah. a lot more difficult than videography. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I, I could handle a camera okay, but and I, I guess I just kind of a natural, you know, I can, I can just, I can give somebody like my cell phone and have them take a picture or something. I can tell you whether or not they have potential of being a videographer or yeah, a good photographer because yeah. just the framing, they just, do they get it or not? And, yeah. and it's not, it's funny how, you know, cause I've, I've tried to find over the years, a lot of people who try to film with me and it's, it's difficult. And I've had mm -hmm. guys who've gone to school to be that sort of thing come to me and they just... They, they just don't have the, the natural whatever it is, mm -hmm. the, the, the way the brain's connected or whatever. For sure. So, Well, it, and you have just, to observe. You, know, you have to observe and be the type of person that's going to think, how is this, be framing it in your mind as well as, you know, I'm sure watching other shows for reference and such. Not necessarily to learn from them, but you've learned over the years just watching in you general. Know, yeah, I, yeah, of course I watch... Other shows, I watch Roland Martin all the time, and mm -hmm. you know some of the old ones. But as more fishing shows came about, I when I watched fishing shows, it was more like, okay, that's what I don't want to do. Nice, yeah, kind of thing. Yep. I, so it's I've like been, the fishing's good, the filming's bad. That's the thing is often here's what happens: you either have the fishing's good and the filming is bad, or the filming is good and the fishing is bad. But your your show actually has has both. You know, good good well, production and I good fishing. So. It's nice. I, I try to keep it brain friendly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I describe it. But oh, it's yeah, certainly there's accessible. Be some value to it. You know, yeah. you're asking somebody to sit there for 20 minutes or half hour to watch something. You know, what's their what's the value in it? What, yeah. what are they getting out of doing that? And, and uh, it, I just the the way the show's done is really just a matter of it, it came out of that's the only way I could do it. Yeah. And doing it, you know, all by myself like that. But nowadays, I mean, I suppose I could hire people, but I, it would change the show. I, I'd just mm -hmm. rather do it myself. I For sure. I don't. Uh, but yeah, sometimes I wish I, I had more help. And I do, I do, um, am, you know, actively 
open to having more help with, with production for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's certainly uh, that the work aspect and the technical aspect, there's, there's all that. Now, what about just kind of the travel aspect? Tell us a little bit about maybe the, the more remote trips you've taken. Yeah, well, I've done got into the travel thing, and that's partly because I really enjoy traveling. Just the concept mm-hmm. of it and seeing new places, and the food is, is a really big deal. And, and of course, the, the fishing and and but that kind of started back two thousand eight when the economy crashed. Really, it was the travel part of what I was doing that really helped get through those times. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's a little bit of a business aspect too, but, yeah. but there's, um, you know, of course I've had really good sponsors like Ben Warmer Resorts down in Baja, I've done, I don't know how many shows down there now for 15 years and, and then, you know, up at Winter Harbor and, and I've had some old Panama, the, uh, Paradise Lodge and, and different places around the world. And so most of the time, you know, it's a, it's a business trip, Yeah. but I do, I have done some trips that were more or less on the fun side, but I'm yeah. hoping I get a good episode out of them anyway. But I definitely turn down a lot more trips than. Oh, there's than so I do, much you could do. do you know? There's so, so much you could do. Yeah, I mean, I could do nothing but just if I didn't want to, didn't need to make money, I could just travel around the world and film fishing shows and not make any money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and you know, that's 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 one of the sides mm-hmm. of it is you know you work you work hard at it and, uh, but I I think people may not understand and and many do as well but there is when i think about the length of your show and the edits and the you know plus every other aspect of it there is quite a few different things to keep track of so when you started angler west tv did you have anyone helping you no some of the radio show um like how did you figure out all the aspects of Producing well, a TV yeah, show. Well, I I had yeah George who on the little TV station. He you know kind of like he he had a certain way of doing things. He did some little bit of production for himself, but yeah. But I looked at what he was doing, and I went totally opposite direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. against George, he's a great guy, but but as far as how I set up technically back in those days, yeah, and I'm, and that that worked out well, um, but it it just changed. I I had help through like. Well, what happened eventually, at first I was just, I mean, the very first episodes were actually aired on public access in Reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was supposed to air on George's channel, but we got a little disagreement about some things, and, <laughs> and, I, just, and I went ahead and aired the first few shows on public access. Yeah. And people were taping it, and there were these things called VCRs back then, yes. you know, that uh, they were taping the show and sharing it with each other, you know, it got pretty <laughs> got popular that way. It was just for a little while, and then I put it on George's channel, and then I met um, Benny Brown at Corning Ford down there, and he put it on, I think it was NBC and CBS and Reading at the same time. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah, How was that? I don't know, I, he just did it, you know, he, yeah. just, he, he, he had a lot of buying power down there, I guess. And yeah. Benny's a really good businessman. Um, but he, he really got me going because I didn't have any sponsors for a long time. Yeah. You know, probably the first year, I don't think I had any, mm-hmm. any sponsors. So that, that, and that's when it started to get on regular TV. And then those guys worked in the TV stations. They helped me a lot with the technical part of it and cool. getting things delivered. But but everything's changed so much <laughs> since then. Mm-hmm. It's it's really pretty simple these days, you know. That's the thing. I mean, just about I can produce a TV show with my t- cell phone. 
It's crazy. Which I've done before. The yeah. show I did in China, about half of that was, was yep. on my cell phone because I didn't have a camera with me half the time mm-hmm. when we were doing things, you know. But, um, yeah, definitely the technical part of it is a whole lot easier these days. Oh, man. Yeah, and <laughs> more compact and so much more storage. And But, yeah, there still is, though, it's like no matter how easy the technology may make it, it still requires a production and an artistic well, mind, and so sure. it, it yeah, changes it's, things. It's, uh, you know, I mean, if it's how I think about it, it's a, it's a story. Every story has a problem. Mm. And, you know, what, 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 I think I'm a pretty decent writer and in college. Mm-hmm. I did some pretty high-end type of uh professional level writing courses and some nice. essay yeah. writing and I mean I, I, I know how to structure an essay and that's what the show is basically an essay using video and some words and some graphics that all works together mm-hmm. but there's a structure to it you know it's a predictable structure yeah. and I think that's when that's what I like about it and I, I think that maybe when I say it's brain friendly it's because you can kind of halfway predict what's going to happen something to be said for that not going to happen Absolutely. and then that makes and when I'm filming I, I have the show done in my head before it happens, kind of. Yeah. And hopefully the fish cooperate. <laughs> Sometimes i got to change the plan, but yeah. or at least while I'm filming, I'm, I'm editing it. So when I'm done the day of filming, mm-hmm. I know what I'm going to do. Like tomorrow, I'm going out with Jason Hambly. Cool, yeah. Up to uh, Drano. Now, awesome. I've done that before with them. I kind of have an idea in my head what I can kind of expect. Yeah. So I know what I want, and we'll see how it how it all progresses. But but by, by the end of the day tomorrow, even though I don't have anything edited, I've got it edited in my head. So you have uh, Jason from Procure here on the show that you're going to film tomorrow, which his podcast will be out um, later than that, and then I'm sure the episode will come out eventually. But keep an eye out for that. But you have a lot of different personalities on the show, and you work with. So mm-hmm. how has that kind of um, happened over the years, networking with them and doing that? Yeah, sort of thing? well, it's been really good. I, I, for the most part, I let my sponsors set up the episodes. Cool. Because that takes some of the pressure off me because even that's just a big job, just coordinating. Because mm-hmm. I filmed 26 episodes. I'm the only idiot in the planet, I think, that's still doing 26 episodes in a year. Nobody does that wow, yeah. anymore. But um, so, and so I, I, and hopefully these guys are vetted a little bit to where, you know, I trust my sponsors to set me up with good guys. And, and 99% of the time, that, that that's really true. Mm-hmm. And there are some guys like Jason that I. I mean, he's a he's an easy day, you know, because yeah. <laughs> uh, he he he's a good fisherman. He speaks well about mm-hmm. what he's doing. He's got a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, and he catches fish. So it's a, you know, um, but I got a lot of guys I work with like that. Yeah. So and and it's not so much some some guys don't speak so well, but mm-hmm. I do help them with that. Yeah. Which you don't see in the show, but I'll I'll start their sentences for them. Yeah. And then also I just let them keep going. There's nothing that, what I, the, 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 what's painful for me to watch is like the talking head on a fishing show where the guys are sitting under a tree or something talking about what happened or what's going to, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but just talking. And some guys can do that, can pull that off. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But other guys just, you don't ask a non-actor to act. That's what's yeah. been my rule. Because, um, so I'll, I'll have guys actually doing something and doing what they're talking about while mm-hmm. they're talking and that makes them more comfortable and usually get a, a better you know yeah that way because those you know a guide who's been telling his clients every day 
um, you know, for, for the past three months to rig it up this way. Every morning he's been given that speech. He can give a good speech, but if you put a camera in his face, he's going to exactly. be terrified sometimes. Exactly. Whereas other people, uh-huh. they you turn on that camera yeah. and they come alive. <laughs> That's exactly right. You don't know what you got until you really start working with them. And, mm-hmm. and but the, you know, the main thing is I, I just try to get people comfortable and not worried about the camera. I don't make a big yeah. production out of it. I don't. And I it's don't genuine. Take people yeah. with me. I I've scaled down my equipment to practically nothing. Yeah. I used to all around big cameras and the lights and all that. Crap. Oh wow. It just yeah. These days with the stuff that's available, it's nice and small and and uh, you know the quality's there and it just makes the whole experience for everybody less stressful. Yeah. And uh, you know just focus on fishing. So yeah, when I show up in the morning. They'd say, well, what do you want me to do? And I said, well, let's go fishing. You know, don't, yeah. don't do anything different than you normally do. Do your programming. Yeah. And then you get you get some people that you could just, uh, you don't even, you could just tell them, start talking. Well, yeah. And those guys, they, that can be good, but that can also be a problem, too, because you got to keep control of, of the lengths. And but you have and, you have the all. editing power, though. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to make it all, all work. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that's... Um, that so, just comes with practice, I think, you know. So could you tell me about any any trip that didn't quite go as planned? Um, well, there's, you know, there's been very few days where it didn't get anything, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, of all the different times I've been out filming, really not that much where I didn't get a show just because we didn't catch any fish. And of course, that, that happens, but not yeah. very often, not as often as you think it, it would. Um, I need to fish with you a lot more often. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, well, but then, you know, th- things happen. Like I did that show in Guyana where I, I, I went there with seven cameras and came home with one, you know, just because they all went in the water. And oh, the, yeah. Just, no way. Yeah, Todd Storm, my buddy, he flipped the boat over we were on and hooking them and trying to hook up this big arapaima, you know, and, and just oh, everything just went in the water. Everything was... Yeah, so by the end of that trip, I was filming with my cell phone. I got the cameras back, so I got the the cards. You know. Oh really? Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. You just dive down and find the cameras. But so you did get how deep was it? Oh, those ponds were only six or seven feet deep. Okay, so so they were easy to find though. Yeah, well, the guides dove down. Yeah, I mean, I was in that crash. There was, I think, two cameras that I lost there. But then there was other issues, but. Yeah, I mean, you have problems like that. I've, I've lost a lot of cameras, but, you know... So, wait, did you fall in the water with it? Oh, well, the whole boat flipped over. Everybody fell in the water. And uh, with some arapaima around? Yeah, we were, we were fishing for arapaima. How did that feel to fall thing. into those type of waters? Is it a little oh, sketchy down there? Oh, yeah, they're, they're full of piranha, but the piranha, that's that's not an issue. That, that's really? kind of a myth. There, there was one species of piranha that if you were, like, you were bleeding and you were standing in the water, eventually they'd come and chew on you, but... It's not like, you know, the movies or whatever. Not so they don't just, just hammer your just legs? They don't just come after you. No, not at all. It's no problem swimming around. So it's more just like throwing like a piece of meat in there that'll get them going or something? Well, they'll come just like a bunch of perch, you know. They're just kind of like yeah. perch with teeth. Perch with teeth, huh? Yeah, that, 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 that whole... So, so they're not process. stalking you back to camp at night? And, uh... no, I mean, there's <laughs> lots of different kinds of piranha. They're, they're fun to catch. Really? They're really good to eat. Do you use like a little metal wire for them at all or just... Well, if you was going to target them, that would probably be smart. Yeah. Lose all your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they're, they're a nuisance because when you like 
was in, in the Amazon's last winter, we were throwing spinnerbaits for peacock bass and mm-hmm. arowana and that sort of thing. And, and then if you're around a bunch of piranha, every cast you make, your spinnerbait comes back about a quarter inch shorter, you know, the skirt. Really? You know, so you, anything plastic and that sort of thing gets chewed to pieces. But wow. That's the real problem with the piranha. Yeah. But yeah so just throw bigger, bigger baits and harder baits yeah. or something or... Well, yeah. just change your skirt, you know. Yeah. So the spinner baits are working, you know. And yeah. Well it's working. Now, what what about how, as far as the Amazon goes, um, were you just kind of at a hotel, jump on the water real quick, or did you ever do anything kind of deeper into the No, you, well, that trip flew into Manaus, and then you get on a riverboat, which was a yeah. nice boat, yeah. comfortable. I had my own room, shower, and oh, wow. bathroom, and everything. And it's a, it was an 18-hour run up, up the river. Yeah. Overnight. So you're just living in luxury on the way yeah, up that, to that fish nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah wow. it's a nice boat. See, I was thinking of like you with a like a straw hat on and a paddle board going up river, you know, for 18 miles. No, 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 no. <laughs> you get up there, then you get used a little boats. You know, yes, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. I've got another chip. You're welcome to come. Uh, I'm in. I think it's we're uh, going. well we're going to. Well, I've got two possibilities. I don't go know either one this winter. I guess, yeah. October or December to the Amazon, either the White River, the Bronco, or another place. Anyway, I got some trips to the Amazon planned. Wow, what are you um, doing? What are you fishing for? Peacock bass? Oh uh, yeah, well one of the yeah yeah big peacocks is the main thing. But you know peacock, peacocks are great, but a big arowana and and the what are those? Pariah and arowana. Arowana. What is that? A fish not legal in. 38 states or what? <laughs> yeah, you know, you see them in pet stores sometimes in the tanks. They're, they're, How uh, big are they? Well, they can get up to about 10 pounds. Oh, wow. 10 pounds or okay. one is something yeah. else. Um, but it, it's just one of those exotic species down there. And, and But Parara, the, the vampire fish, you know, mm-hmm. and the wolf fish, and there's lots of different. It, that's one thing that's fun about that part of the world is you, you don't know what you're going to catch. Yeah, that's incredible. And do you get a bunch of topwater fish in there? Too? Oh, yeah, do whatever you yeah, you can fish wow. however you want them. Depending on yeah, because I've seen some of that footage, and um, I've always uh, always really wondered about that system. Like you said, that you can catch anything in there. Have you have you been over there and caught anything that you didn't know what it was, or kind of had to take oh, a look? Sure, or, all the time. Yeah, yeah. it's a young catch fish, and just I wouldn't know what it was, and. Yeah. I was with a guy this last time, Scott, who I just filmed a little bit with in, in Florida. Who got my first snakehead the other day. In oh, cool. Okay, you can see that on YouTube. Yeah, it's yeah. not an episode of Fangler West, but it's, I put it up on YouTube. It's nice. Just a video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Down at ICAST? Or? Yeah, no, cool. in the Tampa area there. And, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the exotic stuff's fun. Um, but I, then I've got a trip to, to Panama coming up. And, you know, all these trips like that, if anybody's interested in going on a trip, you can feel free to, to call them, you know, contact me, email or call or whatever and I can help you set up a trip or if I'm, I have one booked you know chances are there's room on the trip for you yeah and I mean like he said he's got um, connections with some of the most amazing you know lodges and fishing yeah, opportunities yeah, in the world some, so got some good stuff but sure. the nice thing there is you can kind of like watch your show take a look and be like okay that one looks fun to me that one looks like too much work I don't want to do that and then you know figure it out and Sometimes. so for me it was for me with Angler West, it was all about salmon and steelhead right here. I mean, by the time I started watching, it was you know it was a lot of content around here and stuff. But what it's interesting enough that I'll watch species that I've never fished for on there, which I do not normally do. I normally kind of avoid like random species unless it's some 
Yeah, well, that's real. Yeah. You're from the Northwest. You know, up yeah. here, people, a lot of people, there's two types of fish, salmon, steelhead, or yeah. three types, salmon, steelhead, and trash fish. Yeah. You know, everything else is <laughs> so, yeah, that, That's a real Northwest yeah. thing, and that's okay. You know, but, and uh, we got a lot of good stuff to do here, though, which is cool because you, uh, yeah. you filmed everything here in the Northwest that you can do. And there's a lot more yeah, than just salmon and steelhead. You know, there's yeah, you know, some... But, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm all about trying new things and... and it's just funny. I've always kind of run into that, like you know, like Jason. We're talking about Jason Hamley. He's one of those guys. There's there's three types of fish in this world. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Just yeah. It's but, good stuff. I, mean, so, I don't criticize that, but you know, yeah, I'd encourage people to take a look at other types of fishing. I mean, right around here too. I mean, walleye are so good to eat. And oh yeah. It could be fun to catch. Smallmouth bass. Smallmouth. I'm a huge fan. I did a nine oh, hour yeah. float yesterday yeah, just from, right down in Oregon and oh, right on. caught 25 yeah. or so. Yeah. So. I, I, and, and bass fishing because Northwest does have a lot of good bass fishing. It does. It's kind of an underdeveloped uh, part of the fisheries around here. So hugely, yeah. it's hugely underdeveloped. It's crazy. Anything that looks like it has a bass in it probably has one around here. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, if it's tidal, they are only in there at one part of the tide mm. and in some cases and stuff. So around like the lower Columbia, there's some mystery to it. But you, I would assume, I, I actually don't know 100% for sure if you fish that, but I know earlier but the delta in that area and some of that tidal california. type yeah, stuff well, that's where i'm from i grew so up just outside of davis california so how far are you from like the delta then 45 minutes yeah so did you fish a lot of tidal bass and oh yeah that's the yeah. whole thing is once you figure out how the tides position the fish and mm -hmm. affect how they feed it's kind of like kind of like salmon you know there's yeah. going to be certain types times of the tide where you're where it's kind of going to work for you so down there, basically, when the water is moving, they're going to feed better. Yeah, they're going to yep. be more accessible. So it's it's a similar similar thing. They got the stripers in there and wow and yeah. everything else. Um, so did you move? Like, what what was the timeline of California and Washington here? Uh, well, I was in started the show in two thousand three in Reading, and then uh, two thousand eight, I got uh, hooked up with company that Gary Loomis was involved with and he's the one that talked me into coming up here mm -hmm. and uh, so I moved up here in 2008 and I'd already started the sh air the show up here I think the year before that so mm -hmm. the show had already begun up here I think and uh, so you know it's and, you know I've, I've always you know California is a bigger market there's more people in California yeah <laughs> so, and you've got a I, really big following in California yeah, but also I, here but but it's it's well, it's smaller here with yeah, the, just it's less a smaller less market, people yeah. but I've I've forced people up here to watch some California stuff and I got I got some kind of Gets people they don't want to see any of that California stuff, but I haven't heard much of that lately. You know, no, not smart, at all. Smart fisherman's going to want to learn from other people. And, well, there's so much that transfers. Whole, you got some great, yeah. great quick fish. Like think about some of that, like Wraith Herf, oh, you yeah. know, back bouncing quick river. fish, and, and that's and some just, cool footage right there. You know, right? Um, it, and it it blew me away that differences of because I've done a lot of salmon fishing down there in California but really not up here and then the first time I came up here and fished and or started to you know, come up here it really was surprising how different some of the stuff was some of the techniques were and you know the tackle and everything and it's quite a bit different but um, 
you know, there's there's things that I think guys from Pier Northwest could learn from guys in California, and definitely the other way around. Always, yeah. So, and I think there has been maybe you know with the sh- my show and whatever else people are learning that that people have modified, like Kokanee, for example. When I came up here, I could not believe. It was like going back to the Stone Age with kokanee fishing. Oh, with the, <laughs> the people, giant Ford fenders and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Was, I hadn't seen anything like that for years. Yeah. And I That's all people did. I introduced yeah. a few people, like Cameron Black, yeah. to uh, sling blades. Yeah. And, and the hoochie skirts and stuff. Fishing. And it didn't tire. The first year I was up there, the Merwin, the parking lot in Merwin, it was nothing but Ford fenders. Mm-hmm. And it just took a year. The next year, I saw nothing but sling blades and other types of smaller dodgers like that. It didn't mm-hmm. take long for people to really pick up on that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first time I tried it because it was always wedding rings and Ford fenders. And then put that on there with way less drag. And I know my dad, who's always a little skeptical of new baits, I put it on there and after like... 12 bites on my rod to like one with his he asked for one yeah well, yeah it all works but you know something funny is you know fads kind of come and go but mm-hmm. i've noticed people coming in the shop now asking for like ford fenders asking for that old style yeah the flasher it's kind of like they're coming back in style now yeah and there is there is times there was a, there was one trip i did see the the wedding ring and ford fender come back to play but one of the i guess one of the big issues with that ford fender is just all the drag and stuff and so that gang troll, if you can if you can get a lighter one, I think it, it's just you know with kokanee, if you're dragging that much gear, it gets tough. Yeah, those I sling know. blades are nice for that. Sure, yeah, yeah, that be, that type of style of dodger really really does work well. Yeah, and there's other lighter stuff these days that, that works really well too. Oh yeah, for sure. That's the thing. There's so much products available now. It's all really good. Yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> just got time to use it all. I know. I know. <laughs> Well, hey, I appreciate you uh, jumping on the podcast with me here. And uh, this is actually being recorded at Justin's shop in Woodland, Washington. So if you get a chance to stop by, you can just Google Angler West, um, you know, Woodland, Washington, yeah, if you want to stop pop by. Up and get directions. Yeah. It's just downtown Woodland. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing you can mention, though, I don't know if you know, but my, the Angler West is going to different networks here pretty soon mm-hmm. in the Northwest because yeah. of the whole with the Blazers. Yep. So, so the uh, NBC Sports Northwest is going away mm-hmm. at the end of September. So the first week of October, the show is going to be airing on the CW Network in Portland and the CW Network in Seattle. Awesome. CW so. Network, you heard it here. Maybe not first, that, but earlier. first. Actually, yeah, <laughs> okay, first. <laughs> you heard it here first. So, yeah, um, totally, so that sounds great. And uh, just keep keep up with, with Justin, everything he's got going on. And we know you all are on YouTube. So jump on there and just go dig through. There's some personal favorites. I would search for, you know, Angler West, some of the, like the buoy 10, some of the, actually right now, some of that buoy 10 footage. And, oh, and yeah. I would just search Angler West fall yeah. salmon and look at all the sure. different options that you have because it's all the way yeah. up to Columbia. Yeah, if you just did a search for buoy 10 or, or fall salmon. Columbia River salmon, and they're, they're, in, they're set up in categories too, mm-hmm. like by salmon, you, know, you can see all the salmon episodes, but mm-hmm. they'll all pop up and yeah, there, there's a lot of really good information there from different guys too. Yeah, and know. if you get going, I mean, you'll you'll have, you'll there's so much knowledge that can be learned and, j- and just fun stuff to see. And then one thing that I noticed is it was nice, you watch a certain video, and especially if you're going to do that fishery and you kind of get some of those tips and you get that extra confidence and you go and it works, it's like 
that's really special and that's the type of stuff that has actually happened with me with angler west so you know that's yeah. why that's why i'm drawn to, to outlets like salmon trout steelheader you know before i work there it's because i learned something that actually works yeah. and you're you there know, teaching something that works I've, uh, I've filmed with two different guides now who were just set up through sponsors like i was saying mm -hmm. and these these guys told me that they learned how to fish by watching a show that's amazing <laughs> like, really <laughs> that's amazing yeah well that's that's great a, that, and then know, now they're sharing so sure yeah, yeah. And, and uh but there's a lot of Good information in those episodes, for mm -hmm. sure. Well, I'm sure you've learned a thing or two while filming it. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> bet you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so please yeah, check those uh, videos out on YouTube and and subscribe. Because I, I upload oh, at least once a week, you know, at least the episodes and then some other different types of videos, too, that might be helpful. Thanks, guys. Shoot this out to your friends and check out Angler West TV.